Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. Who <laughs> messy distance professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Booking the Territory, the unprofessional wrestling podcast, where today we're doing NWA Saturday Night on TBS from January the 9th in 1988. We are two weeks and one day away from the first pay-per-view of 1988 with the Bunkhouse Stampede, so we're building up towards that. But with that being said, let me welcome in Doc and Hard Body Hopper. First off, I will ask, uh, because I know Hopper's pissed off uh, at his computer, Doc, how are you? Hey, man, I'm privileged to be back in the best three-man booth in the business. I don't think most people realize how what the challenge of a three-man booth is, so I'm very confident when I say we are the best there is at that. I agree. Feeling Harper. blessed, but hey, man, it's hard. Uh, hold on. Let me introduce Harper. Um, Harper, can you hear us? I got you. All right, man. He's not on the moon. But we're not. He may. He may be down in the sketchy part of town tonight. Yeah, my computer's fucked up. His computer's at the free clinic. Yeah, I'm got to uh, It's it's well, dripping. Well, the screen broke, and you know what's fucked up? It's it it like spidered out. It it's fucking gotten worse. And now how your windshield it can spider out. That's what happened. Bro, you got to ask Mike about that. Mike had smoke come out of his two years ago. Really. Uh, that's actually about four years ago now. Ah, uh, close enough. Right after this show started, but yeah, you I had just one. Started smoking. I had one. Well, I, yeah, I had had that computer for a long time, and and man, I was just sitting there one day doing something on it, and <laughs> I've never seen anything like it, man. Smoke just started. It like made this clank. It made this like real loud noise, like oh god. Out. You dove under the table because it reminded you of being back home. (laughs) (laughs) And then, and then it was like, I heard something like this, like want, and then it just smoke just literally came from it. I was like, well, that ain't good. And then it shut down and then I couldn't get it to come back on. And, um, yeah, it, it was broken at that point. <laughs> well, Harper, were you doing some kind of private triple X webcam for the ladies and just no. accidentally kicked the computer what happened here that's on my phone i don't know oh. bro. i fucked it up something fucking fell on or something and it just started it's been fucked up about two or three weeks where i just been fucking dealing with it and now it's just like totally fucked up and the man can't see his receipts and stuff for work and yeah, i know huh? fucking bullshit dog on it so uh then i had that i fucked up and bought a goddamn 
what 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 the fuck was it? It's some little <laughs> elaborate tablet. And, oh oh, Mike. And then I fucking went back, and the guy's like, "Oh, so you're back?" I'm like, "Yeah, man, I bought the wrong thing." And he's like, "Well, you know, next time you gotta look." I said, "Fuck you, bro. It says fucking laptop right here." So what he did was, it it, it was very confusing. It wasn't Harper's fault. I will say that because we looked yeah. it up online, and it and it says laptop in the description. But then when you like start reading into the fine print and all the specs on oh. it, it's basically a tablet. And I was like, Harper, that thing don't even have a fucking um, USB, USB <laughs> yeah. ports on it. And he's like, oh, shit. So in a nutshell, Harper's going to have a uh, he's, he's getting another computer uh, to replace this, this this one that's basically uh, on life support right now. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into things. Uh, first off, before we do so, shout out to Largest Pit patron contributors we have monthly disrespectfully classy marky blassie kyle riley and mike Childry. thank you for your support of the show and then i also got a bunch of uh patreon folks who bumped up their tier uh, yeah. to get the pay-per-views we got sean sparks long time patron listener uh he was at roh with hopper and i last year WrestleMania hold, hold weekend. On. hold on i need to double dip there I need to do a little run-in because I think he's also getting the Doc Spotlight of the Week. You want to give it to him now? Yeah, he Go sent ahead. us pictures of uh, Techwood Studios today. Oh, that was him. That's yeah, cool. that's Hopper. That's Sparks, who was who was one of the guys at ROH. Oh, okay, and, um, he he's the one who said. Um, that next week you were talking about the dudes we met that loved the show and you were like, bro, these guys were like six, three, two fifty, had broads all over them. Yeah. So that uh, was him. Like Rick Flair. And yeah, he was, he was, he was one of the guys with the broads all over him, like Rick Flair in the eighties. There you go. Um, but he did, he sent the link to the Techwood drive studio to what it looks like now. And I got to say and center stage like, and center stage. Uh, sure did. Uh, and the power plant. So there were a bunch of different uh, pictures in that link. And uh, there you go. So, Sean, thank you for bumping up. You'll be getting that uh, first pay-per-view in a couple of weeks. Uh, Coach Joey Chase, he's a Hall of Fame patron now. Thank you, Coach Chase. Steve Mile bumped up to Hall of Fame patron level two. Thank you, Steve. New Patreon member, Daniel. Daniel, you said I wouldn't say your name right, so I'm going to take a stab at it. Daniel Renteria. Or Renteria. Ooh, wow. Ooh ta-ta-ta. Mm, so, Daniel, oh if star. I said it. If I, said, if I, I said bet he's got home. a spicy Latina back at home. You know what I mean? <laughs> Harper, like I'll come, Harper, I'll come uh, service that account. Yum. That's nice, Doc. Uh, <laughs> Mike Mizia bumped up to the $5 tier two to get the, the Miz? views. Did you say the Miz? No, not Miz. His last name's Mizia. Calm oh. down. The Miz isn't uh, stalking us. Uh, new Patreon member, Brandon Blevins. Actually, he moved over from Podbean, so thank you, Brandon. And then Tony Makovich bumped up to the uh, $7 tier for the Pick-A-Show tier. And there you go. Those are either new patrons or ones who bumped up or bumped over from Podbean. Thank you very much, along with That's the new nice. Hall of Fame patrons, Steve and Joey Chase. So, hey yeah, man. man. We're recording this on the first of the month. You know what that means, Mike, right? Wake, wake up, up, wake, wake up, up, wake up. up. It's, it's the, the first, first of the month. month. Get up, get up, get up, cash your checks and come on. Man, I never forget the first time I heard that song. I was like, Dude, you're singing about welfare. That's <laughs> so true, though, bro. I was in a grocery store, and he's, and it was a line, and these baskets were fucking full. And I was like, what's up with all this shit? And I realized it's the first of the fucking, it's just like that fucking song. Go ahead, um, Doc, get your shot real. in. 
No, no, man. Shot. I, I, I know what, what you're about to say. I was just going to see if those baskets were all full of uh, sodi yeah. pop. Remember the, yeah. the welfare sodi pop scam from Kentucky? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. The pop train. <laughs> what? The, it was called the pop train. Um, oh. Jeff Bob from our Smoky Mountain show, he, he sent that to me. Basically, all these white folks in the fucking... Hey, hey, hey. I thought we were talking about unity these days. Why, <laughs> right. why do we have to focus on color? <laughs> but anyway, they they would go buy all this soda pop and then go sell it. They call it soda pop. I call it a cold drink. It's That's a fucking me. Coke. It's a Coke. <laughs> okay. Regardless selling, of its brand. Right. They they were buying buying them by the cases. And then they were selling them to the convenience stores, making a profit. So they were using their food stamps to buy. I mean, that's a good idea. <laughs> it's illegal. Offer. I mean, it's not a good I mean, idea. I mean, you got to do what you got to do, bro. Hey, uh, man. Do do Harper, I just got this coming across my phone. Did you hear that uh, Silver Spoons dude got busted for domestic violence for the second? I saw that, dude. Ricky Strota's fucking up, bro. Hey. Here we are, face to face, just a couple of silver spoons. <laughs> Now, can you sing that in Gomer Powell voice? Here we are, face to face, just a couple of silver spoons. Jesus, okay. Dude, fuck, uh, I used to be jealous of that motherfucker. Remember his house? He had that fucking train. Train, yeah. Dude, and he had like video games, like legit, like ar- arcade fucking games. And I'm like, you fucking asshole. You don't want to be him now. Yeah, well, hey, maybe she was asking for it. Yeah. <laughs> Harper, <laughs> I remember somebody sent me some hate mail because Harper was. This what? reminds me of the time that Harper was. We were joking about Enzo when he had that alleged, um, you know, situation, and yeah, we got we got some heat behind our comments on that. But anyway, we we're just it's a work, people. We're having fun. Goddamn. All right. Well, uh, I tell you what. Let's get into. Uh, Let's get an NWA Saturday night from January 9th, 1988. Remember, this show is sponsored by you, the patron. So if you're not one, become one at tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. That's tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. The world-class shows. Uh, Doc and I have done some extra shows lately as well. All kinds of stuff. The pre-show. Uh, Doc and I actually just cut an episode uh, where we were talking about the Crockett Cup 2019. Doc, that was uh, that was pretty fun, wasn't it? Man, I'm thinking I may have to go back and watch that shit. I think you should. It's very good. It was very entertaining. I like those old belts. I like that old Matt. I like that old Matt. I like the fact that Bram is in the territory. There's all kinds of good stuff going on. Maybe I have to start watching the product. There was one part where they were, I don't know, someone kept sharing that picture with Cornette and a Rock Roll Express, and part of, of the W was starting to come up on the mat i'm like fuck that's just brand new man it was well they it was actually it wasn't stitched in it was like right like painted on there so yeah it's like a big i didn't even sticker. notice that. yeah i did i said look at w's f- already fucking come up it's they ain't even fucking take a bump on it yet <laughs> They stuck it back down. All right. Well, let's get into uh, let's get into Saturday night. So uh, the show opens up. We get a, a a replay of Luger and Ronnie Garvin uh, going at it, and um, they, they, then Garvin gets the boots put to him by uh, Tully. I said Luger. Um, 
Luger saving Ronnie Garvin is what I mean, uh, who was getting the boots put to him by Tully and Arn and J.J. Uh, we also see J.J. I'm laughing. J.J. is such a goofball. We see J.J. get put in a torture rack by Luger. Uh, again, J.R. was uh, really good on commentary doing it. I, I really thought that was good. And then straight from there, we go to the opening with Shivani and Crockett. And Crockett's got a ridiculous large pocket handkerchief popping up out of his pocket uh, at the beginning of this episode. Um, Doc, any thoughts as we go to the opening of the show or go through the opening throughout the show i want you to look as we're looking at the screen there of what in the hell does dave crockett have in his pocket right there that's what i'm saying it's like panties and shit maybe he had a runny nose i mean i don't know that's a that's a that's a tablecloth stuffed in there man (laughs) i mean remember though back in the day like what they call them, pocket squares? But I don't know if they were right. big in the 80s, though. No. That was every like a 90s and, then, and 2000 thing. If, I, I me, still I wear think. pocket squares every now and then. Oh, my Do God. You wear a suit? Are you wearing a suit when you're wearing one? Or are you just... Yeah. It seems like every time I buy a tie, it comes with the fucking pocket square. I was like, what the fuck am I going to do with this? And I was like, ah, fuck it. I'm just going to shove it in here so I can look black. Are we... Wow. Wow. <laughs> Come on, pal. <laughs> are we in such a ba- are we in such a bad way here, Mike? That Harper may be the best dressed of the three of us. <laughs> Fuck, dude! I got thousand dollar suit in the fucking closet. I well, just... that answers that answers that question. He definitely is. Fuck! I remember one oh, time I went mind. to go get a suit when uh, someone got married, and uh, I got fitted and fitted for, and I was like, "Man, this is this is a nice suit, three piece fucking suit," and the guy's like. 800 something. I'm like, fuck. I was like, fuck it, man. Live a little. Be wow. Ric Flair for the fucking day. Uh, Doc. What's the most you ever. <laughs> yeah, what's the most you ever paid for a suit? <laughs> These people are going to make fun of me. <laughs> Probably about that, 150 that... bucks at the most. Oh, I bet you can't smoke around you. When, you, when you're wearing that suit, you probably go up like a fucking. Uh, like a candle. I think the Doc. most I paid is like three fifty. Yeah, that, yeah, that's not bad. That's a nice suit. Man, I used to go over to what you would call it in New Orleans East. Soul Train Fashions, dog. No, I didn't buy my shit from Soul Trains. Soul Train. Um, boy, you get some pimp shit from Soul Train, but no, I went and got my stuff from. I can't think of the name of the store. It, it was um, it was near. It was near the, the old Walmart in New Orleans East. Uh, God, what was the name of that store? I just get my shit from there. 150 bucks for a suit, man. What I'm going to spend a lot of money for a suit for? For a Soul Train Fashions has a 2.8 rating. That sounds about right. I got some. We nice down there on there. Chef Mentor Highway? Yeah, the <laughs> one on Chef Mentor. Yeah, that's what the, that's probably what you're talking about, Mike, because that's what's there now. Okay. Bro, that's, a, that's a lot of ratings to be that low. Yeah. Don't knock it till you try it, partner. All right. Let's keep the show going. We got um, Barry and Sting defeat Tommy Angel and Alan <laughs> Hold on, Mal. Rude customer service from the minute I walked in. <laughs> At Soul Train Fashions, really? I mean, what do you think? You're walking into Black a five-star hotel? Black they mainly focus on... understand customer service. That's well, not true. You're being an asshole now. What were you about just... to say, Harper? They, they, they mainly focus on what? I got to hear this. On, on, on school uniforms and shit. Oh, then everybody, y'all bitchy moms. I was right. just kidding about black people. I love y'all. Phil Allen, I love you, man. 
We're dogs they do have together. Some, they, they do have some pimp suits in there, man. Uh, <laughs> they got some pimp stuff up in there. All right. Um, so uh, Barry and Sting uh, win their match. Any thoughts, Doc? Um, no. That's nice. Harper, Harper you? This match goes on a long time. No. Way too long. And then... A couple of them uh, go after, like that. Yep. Yeah. After Sting and Barry cut a promo, Barry says that Arn and Tully better take note. He and Sting are coming for them belts. Sting screams and tells Arn and Tully to beware. And then Barry says to Larry Zbysko he's going to beat him at Nassau Coliseum on the 24th at the bunkhouse for that... Uh, uh, for that, uh, not for the title, but that he's going to beat him and retain the title. And that's all I had from it, uh, from that promo. Harper, do you have anything else? No. Yeah. Uh, I would agree. It wasn't, um, wasn't and Sting all that. was And Sting was yelling. Yeah, he was yelling. Doc, do you have anything from it? Sting likes to wrestle like a heel. He does. It's like he don't give a shit. Go ahead. He pulled him thing. up. He he pulled him up at one point. He had him down for two, and then just yanked him up. And then, and then uh, just right there, uh, he's he's telling him, "Yeah, I watched the throat," and he's like, "Fuck you!" And he just drops him again <laughs> on it. <laughs> he dropped him over the top rope. How many times yeah. do you think they had to go back in the back and say, "Man, we're trying to build you up as a baby face, you dumb bastard"? Yeah, it's like, don't tell me what I do. Don't tell me what to do. I You're know not what the I'm boss doing. of the old man. Yeah. Stop. Stop burying Sting. All right. Thank you. Man, he does a good job of doing it himself. That's what a lame move that is. The what? Stinger splash. Well, that was big for for then. Mm-hmm. I try to tell him, but you know, Doc's got to bury Sting. The next match after Sting and Barry's promo is the Midnight Express, and they defeat Lee Peak and Max MacGyver. Uh, Stan hit a wiggle at one point during the match. Yeah. Corny, corny. <laughs> Oh, oh, well, go ahead. It, it's like y'all want to get y'all shit in. So uh, what were you about to say about that, Doc? I just think that Stan was a, a treasure in this episode. <laughs> yes, he, he he really enjoyed himself. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, did you see him? Well, we're getting a little bit of ahead of ourselves. So is this where, he, is this where we get the wiggle right here? Outside yep. the ring, when he, no, he, he stopped and flexed a little bit. I need to <laughs> see wiggle. the moves at fourteen thirty-five. Okay, fourteen thirty-five. Well, here it is. Dude, this is fuck yeah. this move, dude. This shit, bro. I would try. Oh, and they do it twice. They do it again here. Let's do it again. Doc, fuck do you that. want to describe it? I mean, for the people who you aren't watching it. Bobby goes across the ring. I mean, I don't even know how to describe it other than that. Look, Carver and I are not here to describe moves. He fucking holds them like how uh, Randy Orton does that kick. No, no, that's uh, uh, Bob Holly used to do that kick, and he would hold them on a rope and he would kick them in the in the stomach. And then I, uh, I, I, I got it, Hopper. So basically, like. Bobby is holding the guy by the legs, almost like a wheelbarrow back in the right. day. And but the guy's arms are holding on to the top rope. Oh no! And then Stan jumps over Bobby and comes down across his back, which looks ex- very painful on the back. Yeah, because it's the lower back. <laughs> yes, and you, it's a lower back. You can't see when to like loosen up there. Right. But Stan's uh, just bro- having fun. He's about to spank him. Um, Did you Stan spank the guy before the finish? 
I don't I didn't I didn't make note of it. But um, okay. Did you see Bobby when he went up top, grabbed the shit on the ceiling. Yeah. <laughs> <He> <laughs> and I was thinking, damn, imagine how fucking hot that must be because those with those lights burn it down on you. Because it's close. Yeah. This may be where he wiggles. Yeah. I don't know. Um, There's a and Stanley. Stanley is having fun. I know he doesn't like Stanley. He's Stanfield. Boom. Stan double axe. Hand, double axe handle. Let's get that some bitch back in. Oh, or back in the ring. Maybe we should wiggle here. There it is. Just <laughs> <laughs> to wiggle. Yeah. yeah. I think that Stan got some good. Got some. Got some good ass before this this episode. That, he was extra. That wiggle is the all the way live for Stan Lane. I want to see him do that now with his with his flat top. See if he spanks him here. I'm 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 sure he I'm, I don't I don't remember when he spanks him, Doc. But uh, real quick, while y'all are waiting for Stan to, to spank the guy, Corny runs down Dusty. He calls him a son of a plumber who walks around with fertilizer on his boots. Um, and Corny's talking during this whole match, just so everybody just on. Yes, but it's even going to get better during the promo, which I would like to go to if, unless y'all need to see the finish. Well, we probably do need to see the finish here. I mean, this is an important. I don't know. I just feel like the Midnight Express are having fun out there. Man, Bobby's kicking that guy in the head. Uh-huh. <laughs> he certainly <sure laughs> lives. This guy's like, here, get me Penny, fuck out of here, man. We want you. This yeah, guy's like, think... all right, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn the tide. Come here. I got this. Ha ha ha. And Bobby's like, nah, Brian, we ain't going to do that. Let me punch you in the face. This straight right hand. Damn, that's a nice right right there. Somebody you, said, you realize, did, did, you realize most people can't can't see what I you're said. It's a nice about. right. That means he's throwing a punch. Okay. Stan Lane said on a recent podcast he was on that Bobby Eaton had the best right hand in the business. I'm glad you mentioned that while we're waiting on the finish because I did want to I did want to mention it. So uh, Stan Lane is on the two man power trip or by the time you hear this, uh, it was about a week and a half ago. He's on the two man power trip. So give it a listen because Stan does not do a lot of podcasts. Uh, Stan Stan made mention during that podcast. uh, The guys were joking with him about uh, having a good time back in the day. And he he giggled and was like, yeah, (laughs) Stan says. Stan says, yeah, I, I had a good time back in the day, but uh, I'm, I can't say too much. Like I'm that? married now. No, you ever pin a girl down like Bobby? No. Just been... no. <laughs> uh, that wasn't funny. I don't know Come why you're laughing. Oh, that's nice right um, there. <laughs> but Stan, uh, go go check them out. It was a, it was, it was a, you never hear from Stan, so it was good. Also, Doc, before we, before we play this promo, did you listen to the whole thing yet? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He called okay, Jim Hurt so, he called Jim Hurt a moron, but not just that. Stan was talking about um, when he met Flair. Remember, we had that we did that oh, Patreon geez. special, Hopper. Yeah. yeah. Well, he he added to it something that we didn't wasn't in that article. So really, yeah. Well, we know how he met him, and we know that the next day he saw Flair at the beach, and he was parading around when he saw Flair with uh, he had a, a bunch of his broads with him, right? So. Stan said he walked up to Flair and them and said, hey, man, uh, I, I got to work at uh, the bar later where I work at or the club later where I work at, too, you know, because he worked at the hotel and then he worked at the club. And 
he told Flair, I need a judge for the wet t-shirt contest that at the at the club. You want to be a judge? Now, what better way to connect with Flair than invite him to be a wet t-shirt contest judge and uh to maybe uh partake in some extracurriculars with that. How many rats got banged that night? Man, man Flair was a big guy too. At a wrestling business <laughs> to, yeah, to buddy. be doing something like that. You imagine going up to your world champion nowadays and saying, "Hey yeah. man, you want to come to the bar with me and be a wet t-shirt contest judge? <laughs> Not going to happen in Twitter and Facebook world these days. Uh-uh. No. All right, Doc, let's go to let's go to the, the promo with Stan. Here it is. In the midnight, I should say. Jim Cornette says we'll put Dusty Rhodes out of professional wrestling. Sweet Stan, beautiful Bobby. Let me ask you a question. Dusty Rhodes has been making a lot of slurs about the Cornette family name, and Dusty Rhodes also said that his sister could whip me on any street in America. Well, let me tell you something, Dusty Rhodes. I've heard a lot about your sister. I know she's been on a lot of streets, so she knows them real well. As a matter of fact, they used to call Dusty's sister Federal Express. Did you know that? When she went out on a date, she absolutely positively had to be there overnight. But I want to talk about Dusty's whole family. I want to talk about his drunken old daddy. Down there in Austin, Texas, every Saturday night, Dusty Rhodes' father would go in the worst low-class redneck saloon in Austin, Texas, and there would be fighting, there would be swearing, there would be cussing, and a lot of hard drinking. And finally, he'd be able to drag Dusty's mother out of there. But you know something about Dusty's daddy? He was a successful businessman. As a matter of fact, before he was a plumber, he owned a shoe store. He owned a shoe store down here in Austin, Texas. And he did so good at it that to this day, every time a city of Austin, Texas thinks of black loafers, they think of Dusty's father. But let me tell you something, Dusty Rhodes, and I want you to listen real good. The Cornette family has long been regarded not only in Louisville, Kentucky, but all over the country, all over the world, as one of the finest families ever in this country. Beautiful Bobby Sweet Stan, they come from money, they come from power, they come from movers and shakers, they come from the upper crust. We are not riffraff, we're not rednecks, we're not farmers, and we're not plumbers' sons like you. So don't you ever ever dare make comments about the Cornette family because brother let me tell you something we're going to take that into consideration just remember your daddy spent his whole life in other people's toilets and while he was out there with that plumber's helper every delivery boy and out of work bum in Austin Texas knew the color of your mama's bedroom you remember that Let's go. more after this time out fans <laughs> Hopper your thoughts he's, he's pulling up Jimmy Del Rey he really is. Yeah. Um. <laughs> anything else, Oliver? That was That's great. fucking funny, bro. When he, he fucking picks up his his uh his fucking tennis racket like it's a plunger. He's just like, look at him right there. Yeah. Without the sound, look at the look on his face. He's just got that shit eating grin. I'm going to fuck me some broads tonight. Look at him. That's what's going through his mind. There's not a care. <laughs> Ladies, you know you want this. That's what he's thinking. I mean, he's... he's it's he, better he's, with the sound down. Yeah, yeah. Look at him. I mean, he's just like... Look at him. Keep uh, it down. He's living the life. Yeah. He, he's, and meanwhile... So, while, like, you're right, Hopper. While he's doing a Jimmy Del Rey, Corny's ripping Dusty a new asshole. Dude, he's working stiff. That was, I mean, I know he, we're, why are y'all talking about it like it's real? I mean, come on. But he, he was laying it in the dusty. This was, this was some fabulous heel work by Corny. Really. Stan, 
the Magic Stance life back then. It was probably like one of the fucking Bud Light commercials back in the day. Bruh. Watch him. Here's the here's how you know it's real. Mike has a Mike has a Mike has a man crush on Stan Lane. You do too. Not as much as you do though. Dude, he's awesome. Look at him. He's playing a guitar with a tennis racket. <laughs> how does the thing work? That's what he's doing. And look, he's about to start doing the plumbing motion with it. Look at him. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> he offered nailed it. He's doing a Jimmy Delray right now. <laughs> All right. Um, any other thoughts, Doc? Because uh, this is really good. The Midnights are, are having a good showing so far tonight, man. And it's not yeah. over. Yeah. They sure the hell are, man. This was great. All right. So we go from that to Nikita Koloff defeating Jeff Cruz. I don't have nothing from that. Nothing. Uh, yep. Then Nikita, in a promo after that match, he responds to Cornette's promo, and it is the definition of bringing a butter knife to a gunfight. Um, I'm not playing it. Doc Faults. Unless he's got Caprice Coleman and he's speaking in English, I'm not interested. Uh, Doc's referencing the Crockett Cup where Caprice Coleman did a fabulous job of interviewing at the Crockett Cup, but uh, he interviewed Nikita Koloff at the Crockett Cup, so there's that. Um, Hopper, anything from Nikita? Negative. We got the bunkhouse stampede. We get an update, and basically, um, we've told that Mighty Wilbur, Rick Steiner, Ricky Morton have all been supposedly injured in various bunkhouses. Um, they then go to a hospital where Mighty Wilbur, Jesus Christ, let me get to this. I'm not. We, I'm not gonna play it, but at least Don't. the audience can see it. That's on Patreon. Um, Wilbur. Mighty Wilbur is in a hospital. Look at him. Fucking miserable. Uh, think he has Obamacare? Come on, pal. <laughs> what? I'm just saying. Stop. This is 1988. It didn't exist yet. But anyway, he had, had fucking uh, Reagan care? I don't no. know. What he, had. he had... Medicare. Medicaid. Hopper. Hopper. When this first came on, what went through your mind? With him he in is, his hospital bed cutting a promo. He is, besides Arn and Rick, he is the most realist out of all these fucking wrestlers. And that's yeah, not that's, necessarily a good thing. No. Right. I, I believe everything that he's saying. Because, and, I it, and I want it to stop. <laughs> <laughs> and it's all probably true. He looks uh, like... It, it, like, it doesn't look like they say, okay, Wilbur, we're going to wrap your leg up and go to the local hospital, and you're going to lay in this bed, and we're going to put the little machines, we're going to make it look like you're hurt, and just kind of say some stuff. He looks like he's really fucked up in a hospital, and he's in, and what he's saying is, is, is fucking true. Yeah, but make it stop, please. Yeah. And, and I would love to sit, uh, know what what that pillow says it says property is or some uh, i would love to know it was just like property of such and such hospital yeah that's what it said but his his head so steal in the a fucking final. pillow bro th that they gotta put that on there <laughs> but when the fuck walks into a hospital be like that's a nice fucking pillow bro. i'm taking this motherfucker home Yeah, of all places to steal something yeah. from, huh? But, right. Wait a minute. What if they're actually using a room? What do you mean? Go back to that. 
To Wilbur? Yeah, let's go back to Wilbur. That's a real. I bet you that's a real room. That is a real room. That's what I'm yeah, saying. It's we, like we know. Think he's we know really it's real. And it, 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 right. So what that's, are we stealing? That pillow Copper. says something. Property of something. What he's saying, Doc? Oh, is, so so why do they have to do that? I got right. It. Like like who's who's gonna be like? I'm gonna take this fucking pillow home with me. Bro, we're right. in the south, man. They steal. Okay, that's nice, Doc. I'm from the south, pal. Okay, I'll steal too. Give me a pillow right. down at the hospital, dude. That. I, let me tell you something. This is the truth, and I'm a wealthy some bitch. But when you when we had kids, you take everything in that hospital that ain't nailed down when you leave. Yeah. The like blankets, because they can't. Apparently, the the story is they can't use them again or some shit. So you're kind of supposed to take them. I guess I don't know shit. We just well, took a bunch. Yeah, of- some some stuff they give you, but not like. Well, I took the TV. Is that okay? Yeah. No. <laughs> that like shit. Those shitty little toothbrushes. I took the nurse out back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you do that, Harper? When you were in the hospital a couple years ago. When yeah. You had whatever you had. Did you take the the nurse Bro, out? Bro, remember when we thought he was gonna die? Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah. right. that, dude, that fucking sucked. Yeah, that was that was perilous times. That's the closest this show's ever come to being in danger. You know, like, are you f- f- feeling great? I- I'm like, yeah, which I wasn't. But I was like, I just want to get the fuck out of here. And I was like, well, if I go sit in his chair, they're gonna think I'm okay. They're just gonna let me go instead of just sitting in his bed looking. Fucking mirrors, but watching the Rambo marathon on fucking AMC. <laughs> Luke, Luke went and visited him in the hospital, and Harper's mom was in there. And, and Luke, Luke told Harper's mom about all the suspect bitches he had been banging. That's how he got, that's how he got sick. <laughs> and and, and Mama Harper was tell Mama Harper the truth. <laughs> Mama Harper was like, "What?" <laughs> 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 Harper was like, "Bruh, I tell you what Luke did." I was like, "What?" To my mom, I was, I was nailing suspect ass for, her, and that's how I got sick. That's nice. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. If you're on Patreon, um, you're, you're noticing that. Uh, well, first off, they throw us to the Omni in Atlanta on New Year's Day for the last wild card spot for the Bunkhouse Stampede final. And they tell us Dusty won the final wild card spot in the finals at the bunkhouse, and um, and then Crockett and then Shivani they announced that the bunkhouse will be on pay per view in a couple of weeks. So, uh, there was that. Uh, yeah, of course the Booker wins the final spot. Doc, any thoughts on the how that segment ended? Uh, it looked interesting until the end. Nice, Hopper. You? Oh, man, no. Not really. These bunkhouse bucks are just not that much fun. But uh, didn't he buy the name? I saw someone shared it. Who bought it? All Elite. They bought that name. Did they? They bought that, and he bought Bash at the Beach. Apparently, uh, WWE uh, let uh, they uh, let the copyright expire, and he bought those huh. names. Well, they are in Jacksonville, so there you go. Yeah. Well, there it is. All right, let's keep going. We got the Barbarian. He defeats Steve Atkins. I'm going to assume that neither one of y'all have anything from that. It was a very, very quick match. And then yeah. we'll go. Uh, you don't have anything, right, Hopper? No, sir. All right, Doc, you? Number. 
All right, so we'll go straight from that, and uh, we got our first uh, Ric Flair sighting on this week's episode, so here it is. No doubt the World Heavyweight Champion, Nature Boy, Ric Flair, is a very strenuous, busy schedule. We had a chance to catch up with the World Heavyweight Champion for some comments. Let's hear from the Nature Boy, Ric Flair. 1988, the year that I'm sure you fans out there will finally realize, whether you like us or not, that we are the bottom line. We are the best this sport has to offer. Ric Flair, five times the world's heavyweight wrestling champion. Arn Anderson, Tully Blanchard, recognized right now, to date, as the best tag team of all time in the National Wrestling Alliance. We are the three world champions that you people, along with every great wrestler in this sport, have to deal with day to day. A lot of you like us, more of you don't. But you know what? We don't care because we like each other. We like each other because we are successful. Now, a lot of people around the world right now are identifying with one Lex Luger, a man who we took by our side, a man who we gave the opportunity to be our equal, a man who couldn't cut it. Luger, you're a nice guy. Luger, you're a great athlete. Luger, you've got a great physique. But Luger, you couldn't make it alongside the elite in the greatest sport in the world. There's a lot of great football teams, but there's only one Super Bowl champion. A lot of great wrestlers, but only three world champions. Michael Hayes, you're another young lad struggling, climbing at that rope, knocking at that door, trying to break in that window, trying to be where Ric Flair has been his entire career. Number one, you want the recognition, you want the status, you want the prestige, you want the money, you want the notoriety, then pal, get on Ric Flair one time. We are the best there is in this business, the four horsemen. And believe it, believe it, put it in the bank, whether you like it or not, we are the best there is, the four horsemen, as long as we want to be. So I thought this was real matter of fact. Um, and, you know, he, he basically just called, they called themselves, they're the three world champions. At least that's how Flair phrased it. Um, I don't, I mean, this wasn't great by Flair standards, but it was, um, it was fine. If you ask me, it was a solid triple or double, whatever you want to call it. Doc, what did you have from it? Aubrey, what did you have from it? Okay, I'm here. All right. I was on mute because I had to say goodnight to one of my precious children. Okay. Um, Your precious it felt like a white it felt, with a little pink neck. <laughs> oh, yeah, buddy. <laughs> okay, the privilege ahead. just was oozing off of them as they walked in. Um, it felt like an old school promo from like four, three, four, five years earlier where he's somewhere else. I looked up defenses and he wasn't in Japan or anything. He did apparently as this thing I'm looking at have a week off from the third to the tenth. So maybe he got him a little New Year's vacation in and uh he cut that promo before he left. I'm not sure. Um but he's not there and he's sending in a tape, if you will. And uh, that just feels very old school as he's standing there in his baby blue suit and cutting a tape from somewhere else. Uh, let me see something. 
I was going to say that might be from Worldwide or Pro, but it doesn't have the backdrop, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you probably own it something. Harper, you back or what? Yeah. yeah. Oh, here. hey. What's up? What's up, dog? Uh, anything from um, anything from Flair's promo that you have? I like it. I like it when he said, uh, you're trying to be where I've been my whole life. Mm. I'm a fucking champion. I like it when he said, you don't like, you don't like us. That's okay. We like each other. Oh, that, that sounds nice. (laughs) Classy. What a class act. Yeah. What a class act. We like (laughs) each other and that's all that matters. We're champions. Yeah. So live, love and laugh. God, live, love, laugh. After Flair cuts his promo, a uh, decent one, we got Ron Simmons. He defeats David Isley. We were just watching that on the Patreon video. If you want those, go to thunderfootone.com/patreonbtt. Man, I'm hearing mixed results about that. That's what happens when you let Lance in here to start booking the <laughs> Yeah, see, look, bro, look, he muddied the fucking water. <laughs> he deleted the... He diluted the product. He came in, he hot shotted everything, and now look at us. He's like cleaning the new coke. it up. You know what Lance is? He's like in the eighties when they came out when when fucking Coke got, got scared because for the first time Pepsi passed them up in sales, so they fucking so they panicked and they came out with the new Coke and everyone lost their fucking shit and they went back to the the original formula. That's what Lance is. Mike lost his shit and brought the fucking Lance in. And everyone fucking hated him, so we had to bring fucking Doc back. Uh, don't blame Mike. Doc had to take some time off because of because of Lafonda. So don't don't don't, don't don't blame me. I can't help it if I lost my smile. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey man, I, in all seriousness, I don't. I'm, let me put Lance over. I just listened to a bonus episode of the uh, Parade of Champions. Uh, for world class, and man, I thought fucking Lance was gonna fucking have a heart attack, a stroke, and jizz on the thing. He'd been waiting for that his whole life. That nice was his guy. night. Well, I'm serious. He was all ramped up because he was actually there. It was a great episode, if I say so myself, and it had nothing to do with me. It was all him. He got it. Anything? He did get a little too excited when Buck Zumhoff came out to "We Are Family," but hey. Well, there was something to that. We had been talking about a uh, Buck Zumoff suck suspect past. His, his in prior suck, episodes. His, his suck what? His suspect what? past. Yeah, that guy was a complete dirt bag. Um, hey, we, right. we were sitting there um talking as Ron Simmons cut his promo. Simmons calls out Flair and says, "Uh, say what you want, but uh, to me, it's a lot different." If you remember when. Ricky Santana called out Flair a couple of months back, and that was a lot different than when Ron Damn, Simmons does it. I forgot about him. Remember? Shit. He's but, like uh, Lasertron. Yeah, but here's the other thing. I was watching this with my kid, and he goes, why hadn't there been a black champion already? Oh, you see? Did you uh, explain? Um, <laughs> I don't even want to go ahead. What do come you on, go him? ahead. Go, no, go ahead. No, no. go ahead. What do you, what did you no, no, you got something smart to say. Go, no, I know. go ahead, oh, guy. No, you're like the guy that bitches because they don't have, because there's not enough black eyes. In I, just, told, movie, I right? just explained to him how, while it's perfectly okay for him to have his black friends, they're <laughs> not, not going to be world champions or quarterbacks in the NFL. That's nice. <laughs> That's not how we do things in our house. 
Wow. Or anyone else. <laughs> Before anyone gets mad, he's just playing around. He's I'm just, just playing. Man, my kid's favorite wrestlers, man, he loves the New Day. We both sat and watched Kofi go through the gauntlet. He loves the Usos. We're just kidding. Bro, he... he He's been on a new day for a while because he once told your he once told Mrs. Doc at the dining room table when Mrs. Doc said, What do you want for dinner, little Latrell? He said, Some bootios. He did. He also okay. got in trouble one time and wooed at her right to her face, and I was like, Holy shit. <laughs> that was funny. I remember that story. All right. She let's started keep going. at him. She goes, What do you think you were doing? And all of a sudden from the other room, I hear the woo, and I'm like, Oh shit, don't do that. Yeah, but hey, man, it was hard because, like, when I was a kid, that's a big deal, man. Ron Simmons saying he was going to be a champion, right or wrong, was a big deal for him as a kid. He's like, "What's the problem? Why can't he be champion?" Ron Simmons is believable. Let me just put it out there. He sure sells this, man. Yeah. Hopper, anything from the promo? No. All right. Well, now. We need to go to Dusty because if you remember, Corny, you know, ran Dusty down. So let's hear what Corny's got to say. I'm sorry, Dusty has to say in response to Corny. And uh, <laughs> hold on to your hat. Hold, hold on to your seats on this one. Uh, this is something that ain't happening in 2019 on no wrestling, wrestling television. Uh, let me just put it like that. Here it is. Okay, fans, we're back on World Championship. A lot of talk from. Jim Cornette about this man, the United States heavyweight champion, Dusty Rhodes, who's in the finals of the Buckhouse Champion. Well, 1988, big year for Jim Crockett promotion wrestling throughout this country. Everybody's got me laid away, you know what I mean? Jim Cornette come out here, talk about my family, talk about my mama, talk about my sister, talk about me being a redneck. He forgot to talk about one thing real bad is Dusty Rhodes is the United States heavyweight champion. Committed in 1988 on defending that United States heavyweight belt all over this country. Now he jumped on my super partner to get a goal off. Well, the Midnight Express are a fine team. You know what I'm talking about? That's good. But they're jumping on the wrong people. And now Bounty is becoming from all over the country. On the 23rd in the Lakeland Civic Center, there has been a man paid $50,000 to take Dusty Rhodes out of wrestling. Everybody, you know, everybody talks a lot. You know, opinions are like honey. You know what I mean? Everybody's got one. Everybody's got one. But my opinion is Dusty Rosie McAdream in 1988 is going to be my finest year. And let me throw this into the hat, too. Being the United States Heavyweight Champion means one thing, baby. That means I'm in line for the world's heavyweight title. And I haven't mentioned Ric Flair for months and months. Because he has some real bad problems right now. And the problems in that hand is now Dusty Rose telling Ric Flair that now did in 1988, if it is my final triumphal tour, if it is Dusty Rose fucking like a monkey, really get down to the end, I'm looking for you too, baby. I'm looking for you. So make all them words. And Jim Carnett, you know, when I look at you, when I look at Jim Carnett, I see a, a real, if you will, feminine person. <laughs> and when, when Dusty Rhodes goes out with the boys, I go out and have a little hooch 
and we go chasing women. When Jim Cornette goes out with the bar as well, I tell you, when he goes out with the bars, I'd hate to see what's happening, you know what I mean? So don't be talking about my sister, because my sister is 6'2", 250 pounds, and she'll jerk your neck off and ram a foot down your throat. So the Midnight Express now have to deal with Dusty Rose, the American Dream, and Nikita Kolov in 1988. And the Nassau Coliseum, I plan on winning $500,000. I am the bull of the woods. I am the bull of the woods. And baby, 88's gonna be good to the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, and wrestling in general. And when it's all over, Jim Carnett, go ask your mama. Say, mama, I've been stripped of all my clothes. Would I put my bra, baby? Okay, fans, let's go to the rig. <laughs> Harper, what do you think? He called them gay. What's wrong Maybe with that? <clears throat> you can't do that, man. Why not? What's wrong with that? Well, What's wrong with being gay? Like a, no, exactly. Maybe we should try it. I don't know. I mean, you by we, I mean you and Mike. We get tax hey. breaks? Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> Where'd that go from? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Holy shit! Not 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 yet. The Republicans okay. are in control. <laughs> Stop, politics free. Come on, man. Um, no, I'm answering an economic question about tax breaks. Okay, okay. I don't know. I just don't want anybody getting pissy. No, 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 enjoy no. about our show is that we're politics free. We don't. I'm just trying to it. find Harper the best deal on his tax, his fiscal situation. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, what did I what did I tell you today? I'd rather make out with the T-Rex than go to North Korea for wrestling. Oh, he was talking, yeah. He's he's referencing Eric Bischoff's episode on 83 weeks where they went to Korea, North Korea that is. And um I think I agree with you, man. I'm not trying to set foot in North Korea. I'm sorry. Yeah, fuck that. Eric Bischoff was like that shit was like landing on the surface of Mars. They don't have rats in the big city cuz they ate them all. Right, because they fucking feed off of them. The, the, the thing is, God only knows what's going on there because they're so closed off from the world. Dude, so, as, as Mike, we call them forced marks. They've been coerced into this shit. Well, I mean, you just get, listen. It's a good episode for anybody out there. He, Bischoff talks about like how, you know, just they're basically brain. Dude, they go out in the night running around like that. That's uh, fucking dumb. Well, they said like all their phones were bugged. Well, and, shit, yeah. And they said uh, Scott Norton called up home and <laughs> and, and and told his wife how oh god you know it, it sucks over here, and they fucking cut his phone off or something. They brought him into questioning. Yeah, and stuck him in a that. fucking cell basically for all night. Um, uh, I well okay, there's a whole lot to unpack with that one. He didn't even get permission from the State Department to travel over there. They get over there. How did Go Muhammad ahead, Ali get on a plane without the State Department knowing? Bruh, I, you couldn't have paid. There's not enough money you could have paid me to, to go on that trip. This is the one time in the history of wherever when Hulk Hogan was the smart one. Dude, you <laughs> would have to. Dude, I don't know how much you would have to pay me. And if you fuck up one bit, you're going to jail. Like You're going to death. Right. For life, it's not like going to OPP for the weekend. Yeah, but did you did you did y'all hear how he explained that they used 
the Americans over there to basically make propaganda videos for the state-run media. Like, I mean, these guys cut promos every Saturday night, man. They they knew the deal there. I'm just saying, well, man. Yeah, and he Bischoff got, said he that. Went out. Dude, here's the other thing. They said they were drinking in the hotel bar. I want my wits about me. Yeah, for real, man. And my head will beat on a fucking swivel. I wouldn't leave my fucking room. I wouldn't say one word. I'll be like Snake Eyes from the G.I. Joe cartoons. I wouldn't say shit. <laughs> and I'm si- I'm gonna I'm gonna hang out with Muhammad Ali because at least if something happens to him, they might come get us. But if it's a bunch of fucking South- Southern Territory wrestlers, they're gonna right. be like, eh, fuck it. Yeah, like, they told that shit. A, a contingent rep. A contingent of corporation corporate employees went to North Korea without the State Department's approval. <laughs> Could That's you so imagine, sad. Mike? That's the most fascinating part of all of it is these guys work for a corporation. I'm gonna get Wildcat the fucking a book of show there. <laughs> Dude, I, I I don't know. Like, well, I mean, it, the way you that special fellow about a year ago. I mean, th- those emaciated North Koreans will be no match for you. <laughs> I I don't know how, man. I, he it was funny because he talked about Hogan and trying to get Hogan to go, and Hogan was like, "Yeah, brother, I'm not. Yeah, gonna have fuck to that, that out, brother. <laughs> That's not best for business. They don't have food. They don't yeah. have any fucking. It, they it when those North Korean." Troops uh, cross the line into South Korea. When they do the medical test of them, they all got like tapeworms and shit in them from fucking eating rotten food. Dude, and they were feeding them, and they were like, "This chicken sucks." Uh, chicken? Hmm. Yeah. God. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. I'm. Yeah. I, I. Uh, I'm not going to North Korea, dude, especially without the country's Come on, permission. man. Jesus I don't agree Christ. with everything our government does, but I need that kind of, I need them to know that I'm heading over there. Well, and Bischoff, like the way he said, he was like, man, the average American cannot freaking fathom how bad it is. And he was just like. The craziest thing ever was he's like, I'm going to ditch my crew. I mean, this ain't Rocky Four where he's going to go run around in the snow and lose his detail. <laughs> dude there's no way alright let's get back to Saturday night uh, Larry Zabisco defeats Cougar J and then Larry and Baby Doll cut a promo and Larry tells Wyndham that Wyndham is going to get the wrestling lesson of his life when Larry wins the Western States belt from him and yeah so that's still going on and then we jump to a match between the Lightning Express mm. with Tim Horner who's back in our there we go. races and Brad Armstrong the irony is I just cut an episode with Brian on Mid-South, where Tim Horner makes his Mid-South debut against Ted DiBiase, and he proceeded to get his ass whipped by Ted. Um, but the Lightning Express here defeat Bob Riddle and Trent Knight. and um, Good for now. Yeah. 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 That's that. What, so, do you think uh, Tim any... Horner, what do you think Tim Horner's doing back in Morristown right now in 1994? Oh, I thought you were about to ask right now. So wasn't he just elected as a councilman or whatever? No, he got or... fired from Smoky Mountain and Smoky Mountain. I'm just saying. In nine in ninety four? Yeah. So he got fired from Smoky Mountain. What's he doing in nineteen ninety four? Did he go be rodent for somebody? Or... Oh, so like when he got canned. Yeah. Oh, you mean when he when he well, got canned in Smoky Mountain? I don't know. 
he did he did work for WWE for a little while though. He did. Isn't that crazy? Uh, it's like Jim Cornette said. I hope he's not teaching promo class. Mm. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm sure Tim. Like, if you like to be a like trainer, oh hell yeah! I mean, he knows what he's doing. He's he's a good wrestler, but he he don't need to be teaching nobody no kind of promo class or giving anybody pointers <laughs> on having personality. But if you hey, want hey, somebody, coach, what what promo are we gonna cut this week? We're gonna we're gonna cut a promo on Paul Orn 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 Dor Orn Dor 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 No 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 Mr. Warndorf that was the one. And they all just get up and leave like man fuck this fuck Triple H man we're out of here. <laughs> all right, uh, from from there. Brad Olivier to... looks good though. Yeah, Brad always looks good, man. He just just yeah. Brad always looks good. All right. So from there, we go to this segment where Bill Apter is out there presenting the 1987 awards. And um, hold on one second. Let me uh, – I'm not going to play the whole thing because it's, it's too Yeah, long, don't but... play the whole thing. I just have a question, though, because I have a feeling you just should play the last one. Yeah. But Apter says – Apter said he had over 15,000 votes. Yeah. That seemed like a million when I was a kid. I couldn't do yeah. the math on that. I was like, oh. Um, also wondered what JCP pay, paid for that, for uh, Dusty to win. That's nice. What are you trying to say? You're trying to say it was fixed? Yeah. I mean, this isn't real, Doc? <laughs> That's exactly what I'm, yeah. And then <laughs> I need to, I need to get to the final one. Okay, not hold the, on. The, 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 I need to bring out the tag team of the year. You, you forgot okay. Nikita was the most inspirational. No, he wasn't. Yes, yes he was. And they they clean swept on these awards, man. What did what did Vince win? <laughs> so hold on, hold on. They sure did clean sweep. We're we're making fun of this shit right now. As Nikita wins the inspirational award, this shit then... was big to me back then, though, man. Jesus Christ! Well, yeah, remember that's... like in a magazine they would, like had the pictures of them. Holding the yes. black. That's what I, I was they about still to say. Do that, huh? See, we watched Crockett Cut before this, and he came out in a scooter. He's standing up right here. What's happened to him since then? Did he have another car wreck? No, Doc. He just was. He had a major accident. And he's a lot older now, and your body starts to deteriorate. So he's younger here. And come on, man. But let's go back to what we're talking about as far as uh, these awards. This shit was serious back then, man. This was. Uh, yeah. I would pour over it. I would want to know their methodology. <laughs> this is real, man. And you're right. Crockett Promotions did a clean sweep on this shit. <laughs> I love it. All right. So, uh, after then keeps going after the Nikita Award for most inspirational, as you heard Hopper say. Uh, the most popular wrestler goes to Dusty Rhodes. Gee, there was no fix there. Um, Dusty, during his promo, tells us that. Uh, PWI, Pro Wrestling Illustrated, is right up there with Time Magazine and Sports Illustrated. And you know what? We thought that was true back then. It was better yep. Better for me when I, in 1988. I used to think it was associated with fucking Sports Illustrated. There you go. Because <laughs> it has Illustrated. Right. I, I thought maybe this is like... Man, we know. need Stu Sachs and fucking Dan Shockett to right. go over from Pro Wrestling <laughs> Illustrated and help out... And help out. Uh, th these bass holes over at Sports Illustrated, man. Come on. <laughs> so, 
Apter keeps going, and then he tells us the most hated wrestler is Ric Flair, but Flair is not there, so Jim Crockett Jr. accepts yeah, the award. On I've behalf. always... Wouldn't J.J. come out and fucking take it? Um, I mean, that's a, a good point. You know, he's the manager. Um, That's a good point, but I don't think where was there. Where was he? I mean, we didn't see Arn and Tully. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. true, huh? Yeah. I don't I, think I guess... they were... I don't, I don't vacation, think pal. I think they were on vacation. Yeah. Yeah, because none of them are there. All right. But don't worry, because when we go to the last award, give me a second. Let me get to it. Boy, oh, boy. Uh, where is it at? Uh, let's go to that now. He's the greatest world's champion that wrestling has ever seen. Thank you. Thank you. Jim Crockett accepting the award for the most hated wrestler, Ric Flair. Finally, ladies and gentlemen, the tag team of the year that you, the fans, voted for in 1987. A plaque for both of them. Managed by Jim Cornette. Here they are. Stan Lane, Bob Eaton, the Midnight Express. Look at fucking Stan. It's about time. Let me tell you, I've been saying week in, week out, month in, month out. They're the greatest tag team that's ever been a professional wrestling tag team. You know, tag team of the decade, maybe. But at least it's a little bit of a start. Tell them, Stan. Thank you very much, Jim Cornette, Bill After, another distinguished guest here in the TBS studios. On a very, very uh, serious note, let me just say this, that these awards to Bobby and myself would have never been possible if it wasn't for two very, very special people in our lives. And, and these special people are beautiful Bobby and sweet Stan. I just want to know what took you folks so long why it took you so long to realize that we're the greatest tag team going today? If you don't believe us, just ask any lady anywhere in the country, and they'll tell you, brother. <laughs> and we don't want to neglect to thank the members of the Academy, either. <laughs> All right, let's rewind that. I'm not going to play it with the sound, but we'll play it without a uh, dot go. He says what took y'all so long. When they won tag team of the year, when they haven't been a tag team for a full year, <laughs> that's the greatest line of all of it. That's They've been beautiful. a tag team for nine months, eight months, really. And he's like, what took y'all so long when they won it in the first possible opportunity they had to win it? <laughs> that's fucking fantastic. Okay, yeah. Uh, Man, any thoughts? He's, oh, he's telling going. them to to serve. If you don't believe the voters, survey the ladies. Hopper, your thoughts on Stanfield? It's, it's almost like Stan doesn't fucking need a manager. Mm, that's a good point. It makes he, you wonder uh, what if uh, Jim wasn't there? You think he could handle his own uh, working the mic? Well, that's the beauty of. To me, you you nail it because that's the beauty of Stan in the Midnight Express versus Dennis. Stan was a was an outstanding promo. Um, mm -hmm. We saw that in the Heavenly Bodies and Smoky Mountain. The the one thing that I think makes the Heavenly Bodies a, a very underrated tag team is Doctor Tom could talk, Stan could talk, and Cornette could talk. So they could just kind of go around the horn and cut promos. Where is in the Midnight Express? Um, you know, when it was Dennis and Bobby, you know. Corny definitely was doing all the talking, and then when Stan came in, he he could he could do some of the talking. Uh, so, I mean, Stan has one of say... the most memorable lines in a Smoky Mountain promo ever when he said he had to fly in his seafood and fly in his women. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah, they got to fly in their women like the restaurants fl restaurants fly in their seafood because there's no women in smoking. But, uh, I mean, the thing is, Stan could cut a promo, and, and Stan just looks good just looking there. I mean, standing there, he... I mean, look at him. We're, we're about to watch this again. Dude, he's a colossal prick. Just yeah. look. With his sunglasses on. I got a Pauper. thousand better places to be, but I've decided to come here, so let's get this over with. Pauper, explain what he looks like. He looks like a fucking douche. <laughs> he's that guy sunglasses. driving a fucking Z28, man. Yes. He's that guy. And he's got the fucking Z28, and he's playing fucking... You know, Dawkins or fucking Cinderella or some shit. <laughs> he sheds a tear. You don't want to thank me and Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> um, he was on something extra this episode. I'm just gonna put it out. He sure, he, he sure was. Dan's getting a Rolex, and we're just gonna put it at that. Uh, Doc, That's anything top, else? It's top shelf, man. It really is. Did y'all see? Bobby? He he said though that. In that recent podcast he was on, he said that like he rode with Jerry Jarrett in the car and was doing fake DJ voices for him as a as a rib. And when Jarrett got up there and they're like, hey, do you know anybody who might come up and do play by play? That's how he got the job going up to WWF to be the play by or the commentator. Well, there you go. Yep. He just said that. He said that. Uh, look at Bobby kiss Bill after. God dang. Oh. <laughs> and then Bobby looked at Scatter. He kissed after after's like, what the man. fuck, man? I didn't sign up for this. The Midnight Express was feeling it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's uh let's keep moving. Holy shit. All right, the Warlord defeats Larry Stevens. Paul Jones is yapping on a mic. I don't have anything else from it. Uh Doc, did you? No. Hopper. No. Replay of Luger defeating Curtis Thompson. Uh, I don't have anything from it since it's a replay. We'll keep going. Lex Luger then does cut a promo. Luger mentions the Horseman, but it's real quick and um, not really much of a promo, if you ask me. Uh, so I didn't really wasn't gonna play it. Don't have anything from it. Doc, you anything? Oh, I don't have a goddamn thing. All right, Dick Murdoch comes out and he defeats. Um, da -da 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 -da. Who does he defeat? Um, where's my notes? Rick Nelson is who he defeats. Uh, With Corny. Him. Yeah. Yes. He's got Cornette, which is going to go to the next question I have because he's about to cut a they, – they're about to cut a, like, five-minute-long promo, these two. Uh, do you have notes from it, Doc? Yeah, my note was they're great. The, begin the beginning is real good. So just play the – man, I can't do five minutes. Man, I'll fall asleep. I've been kind of getting kind of drunk. but Okay. Just play the beginning and then cut it off at some point. Yeah, I'm going to play the beginning because you got to hear Cornette. Here it is. Fence post in Texas. Now I know what you're going to say to me, David Craig. You're going to say, you were just out here. You were saying rednecks are bad. You don't like rednecks. Well, let me tell you something about Captain Redneck Dick Murdoch. This man right here is the world's only society redneck. He is the best. He's the high class. When he goes around with fertilizer on his boots, it's not just common, ordinary fertilizer. He wouldn't have that. It's fertilizer from no less than seven different past Kentucky Derby winners. When he rides around in a pickup truck, he don't ride around in one like Dusty does, a 72 Chevy pickup. He's got this. I went down to Canyon, Texas. He's got a brand new nice pickup that chrome gleams, lights all over the place. And when he listens to music, I thought, oh, my God, 
He's going to listen to Waylon Willie. I'm going to have to go through that. No. No, he didn't. He popped a taper neck cassette neck. You know what? It was, who was that? George, uh, George, George, George Jones guy was going, he stopped loving her today. <laughs> it was great, man. I kicked my feet back. I relaxed. He drove me all around the ranch, all around there in Canyon, Texas. And let me tell you something, Dusty Rhodes. You have left a trail of fair weather friends and faint hearted lovers all over this country. This is your best friend. He's a man that knows every deep, dark secret, and he can take you out. And in Lakeland, the 23rd in that cage, brother, that's exactly what he's going to do. Everybody wonder where that $50,000 bounty came from? Mama Cornette, my dear mother, is going to pay you well. Captain, you just got to do one simple thing. Let me tell you something, Mr. Cornette. You just get on that telephone, and you call Louisville, and you tell your mama just to keep that money coming, buddy. You got it. And you'll sleep very, very comfortably every night. Now, let's do one thing straight, Dusty Rhodes. You have made me one of the sickest individuals in the world today. Now, I'm standing back on that monitor, and I saw Dusty Rhodes receive that plaque of the greatest wrestler of 1987. All these fans voted for you. Oh, I would like to thank everyone that loves little Dusty Rhodes and make a dream. Well, let me tell you something, Dusty Rhodes. I have seen the people that love you. Uh, and I have also seen, as you know, ever since West Texas State University, your family. Now, I've never got out here and said anything about his dad, God rest his soul. I knew old Virgil himself. He used to whistle while he was down there playing and all that stuff. It made him a good living every day for a job. And I know your mama had like a lot of meals at your house. And I know your sister too, Dusty. And you wasn't lying when you said she was 6'3 at 250 pounds because she is the only one in the world that has got bigger hog jaws than you. <laughs> now, Dusty. All right, that was the line I wanted to get to. First off, he, he mentioned Dusty's name, and it just kind of flew over our heads back then. He, he said Virgil. Um, oh, oh then, shit, yeah. Yeah, and then he said that Dusty's sister is the only one who has bigger hog jaws than him. I don't get the reference, but maybe I'm just dumb. I don't know. I was going to okay. ask her the same thing. Hog jaws. I, I don't know about that, but I thought it was great. He, I, man, I thought it was fantastic when he's like, I'm not take, I'm not going to take a slam at your dad. Cause I knew him. My problem is with you. Hog that jaws. Just, it, it localizes that shit to like me and you have a, again, a personal issue. I'm not out here fucking with your family. I'm dealing with you. Yeah. I, we're, we're dealing with the Harper Research Wing over here. Yeah. I Googled it. It's in the Urban Dictionary. Uh-oh. Yeah. Oh they got two. Right, hold on. That's Conrad's bit these days, so you don't want to steal that. Yeah, Harper's been, been reading... doing that for a year and a half now. Jesus Christ. Yeah, no. It's... Well, don't, don't I... worry. We're about to steal something from Conrad at the end of this show, but keep going. It's a heavy, a heavy woman, usually in her twenties, who thinks she's hot wearing too tight of clothes when she's when she eats like a hog devouring s- slop. Jesus! And there's a second one, oh, a Virgin- hog hog jaw, Virginia hollers holler slang for some rival fat bitch, often <laughs> used for relatives or in laws. Hmm. Wow. What's wrong with people, man? A hog jaw. Wow. For 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 example, if a woman walks by you in a bar and fits this this strip this this description, you mm-hmm. turn to your buddy and say, Wow, look at that hog jaw. There you this, go. 
is usually results in her boyfriend, who usually weighs 100 pounds, getting in, in your face while his girlfriend eats all the beer peanut, all, all the bar peanuts. Okay. <laughs> okay. What's wrong with oh, people, man? I don't know, man. Um, all right, Hopper, any other thoughts on uh, Murdoch there and Cornette? Yeah, we can move on. Well, the Road Warriors have a this is assault with a deadly weapon as they beat Nate Bolin and Dale Laparus. Doc, any thoughts? That's a whooping. And it's quick. Yeah. The they, one guy didn't even didn't even tag in. Fuck you. They, they beat the fuck out of them. All right. And then this is gonna be the last promo we play from this episode of Saturday night. Um there's a couple after this, but there's not nothing much to them with the rock and roll and the sheep herders. Um, this is a fairly famous promo. I've heard it a million times. It's all over YouTube. It's all over everywhere. Um, but but Harper's basically talking about rape and flare. Uh, it's the Harper. Just, what? I mean, I'm sorry, Hawk, not Hawk. Harper, not put Harper. your shit back in your pants. <laughs> you, you stop raping our champion. <laughs> let's let's go to it now. Here it is. These guys are ready for the 24th and ready for the bench press contest in Greensboro. Look! Take a look! Take a look! I guess you've been killing Warlock Barbarian. We've been doing a little bit of bench pressing in the ring and bench pressing in the gym. We ain't playing around. We've built our reputation on being a couple of bad apples on Chicago. Being the strongest man in professional wrestling. And we ain't gonna let you or anybody else try to ruin our reputation. All these people are gonna see Greensboro not very long away. Who the strongest wrestlers are in the world? Tell them, Hawk. Tony Schiavone, don't you look swell today. Oh boy. Hey, listen up. There's been a lot of sports writers and sports editors flapping their yaps about us getting soft. <laughs> Does this look soft to you, Paul? Does this look soft to you? Well, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. There's one part of our bodies that's soft, and it ain't soft all the time if you catch my meaning. Ric Flair. New York City, Ric Flair. You're going to find out what hard is all about. Oh. Because from the time I get in the ring with you, Guppy, it's going to be a hard night all night long. And you can forget about your limousines, your pretty girls, and your diamond rings. Because they don't mean diddly do squat when I get done with you. When I get done with you, Space Mountain will be closed for repairs. Tell them, Paul. You know, Tony Schiavone, I've heard Paul Jones talk. Harper Darwin, Darwin, Darwin. Back in 1982, um, I had a little boy stick his butt in my face. <laughs> this is self-explanatory. He's like, there's one part of our body that's soft. And it ain't soft all the time if you catch my meaning. And then he it's tells penis. him he's going to give him something that's hard. Whoa. Yeah. I mean, I ain't in that at, but if you are, I mean, if that floats your boat, God bless you. But uh, I don't know. Doc, what do you have? I did like the line at the end that Space Mountain will be closed for repairs, but the other stuff just seemed a little bit too 
What? Sexual in nature for mm. my tastes in wrestling. So why didn't that? we? Why didn't we catch this when we were younger? Who because says we're I little didn't? kids. You're right. <laughs> Shit, I was almost 14 years old at this point. Of course, I caught this. I don't remember it as a kid. What the I, fuck I, is Ricky Morton wearing? Well, that's where I was going next. If y'all don't have anything else from Hawk Talk, Hawk Talk. He's been down to Soul Train Fashions here, and he's wearing a full mink. Well, they, it ain't just Morton. So this promo's playing. They walk in, and Robert Gibson's, look at that shit. I mean, you're talking about Morton with a full-length mink coat, but, Hopper, what does Gibson have on? We've seen him wear that. We, we've seen him wear that L.A. shirt once before. He's dressed I mean, like... The, he, Gibson's dressed like the heel from an ABC afternoon special. <laughs> Guy said, hey, man, you want to buy some weed? You want to buy some lewds? <laughs> Look hey, at man. This is the 70s lewds, man. You want to buy some coke? jacket. He's, he's like the guy that that uh, from uh, Ridgemont High that would sell you the, the, the fucking, uh, the fucking scalper. Say, hey, man, I got tickets to Arrow's tonight. Yeah. That's him. I got tickets to Deep Purple, man. I got I got tickets to Cheap Trick, pal. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You ever heard a Deep Purple song, Mike? No, I don't know, man. I don't know yes, you have. Know. They're the ones who wrote Shane Douglas's theme. Yeah. Oh, they, okay. Your best friend, the franchise. My name. Well, I guess I have then. Yeah, you hung up on him. He hung up on me. Let's get that. That's right. right. He sure did. Been there any before. Other, any other thoughts on Ricky Morton right there with his mink coat? I, dude, what is he doing? I don't I know. I guess and it's cold outside. It's wintertime, I guess. But shit. And he's, and he's talking about all these nice people. I mean, it, it Man, was a when, cut and paste You know, promo. he was on Ric Flair's podcast. He goes, I never made so much money and I wasn't smart with it. Well, there's your living embodiment of it right there. Yeah. Man, I don't give a shit what anybody says. The sheep herders were awesome. Yeah, it, I, except for uh, what's his name? It's, you mean Johnny Ace? Yeah, Johnny Ace is just like he just stands there and holds the flag. Hey, Bella. That's they're nice. not as they're not as violent as they are. We've said this as they were in UWF though. But um, I bet you they could turn it up if they needed to though. Oh yeah, um, the sheep herders defeat. Mike Jackson and Italian. Those two right guys look like their finishing move is in a shoot fight would be a thumb in your eye socket. Definitely. They win and then they go to a promo where they scream, Whoa, yeah. They call the rock and roll bloody yanks. And then that's they how call, the episode they ends. They called them punk rockers and hippies all in the same promo. They sure did. Which leaves us with rating this episode. So, Doc. Why don't you go first as far as And I struggle with this one because here's the thing. Everybody that was there was, I mean, first of all, Stan Lane and and Corny were, and the Midnight Express were phenomenal. Everybody else was working hard. It wasn't like people mailed it in. No horsemen, though. And that's that's a gaping hole, if you will. I went back and forth on this. I'm gonna say and I, again, feel like I'm being generous here. A B. Mm. Harbor, what are you giving it? A B. Yeah, I'm giving it a B, too. 
I, I think I it was a B. I thought about a B minus, but there's I mean, it was all right. Yeah, it was a B. I mean, Corny had that good promo at the very beginning where he ran down Dusty, and then Dusty responded to to Corny, and then Stan Lane was a star. Just he just all was, right. So, what about the Rolex? Well, I mean, come on, Stan Lane. I'm not even. I thought about Murdoch, and yeah. I also mm-hmm. I also thought about Corny. I, I mean, you- they're both would be well deserving, but it's hard not to give it to Stan because he looks like such a shithead, man. But Harper. Were you thinking about Murdoch too here? Yeah. Especially now since I Googled uh Uh-oh. hog jaw. <laughs> <laughs> but he so, but he he gave that whole promo credibility in my book when he said, I'm not gonna talk about your dad, because he actually got down there and, and carved out a living unlike you, you know. I I ate dinner at your house, you know, just that's some real shit. Sounds like it anyway. So who are you giving it to, Doc? Stan Lane, dude, he was amazing. He Opera? spanked the guy. He spanked a man. He wiggled, and he came out there and cut that promo with the sunglasses on. Just a shithead, dude. If you ever seen one, <laughs> yeah. Harper, who are you giving? Who are you giving yours to? I'll give mine to uh, to Murdoch. Okay, so one Murdoch, two Stan. And then we all gave it a B. And I think it was deserving of a B. I mean, and actually, if you think about it, a B is pretty good considering you had no Horseman, no JJ there. Right. Really? Think about that. That means Stan Lane, Corny, and Dusty really carried a lot of weight in this episode. Hey, Johnny Ace has that shithead mustache, too. Jesus. Shave that shit off. Well, he's banging the Bella's mom at this point. I don't think he I doesn't have that shit mustache. <laughs> uh, I told y'all that story about how I showed my wife this not this actual episode but him with the sheep herders and I go that guy's the same guy that you watch on Total Divas and Total Bellas and she looked at me like what? I go that's him she's like no way I said that's the same dude you should show him uncle with hair and without <laughs> are you standing next to your brass knuckles trophy uh, you kiss my ass okay how's that sound Huh? Why did huh? they give you a trophy for brass knuckles? Shouldn't they just give you like a belt or some brass knuckles? Seriously, dude, really? Is that how many times did you defend that championship? I don't remember, man. I mean, Where's it at now? Did you have to carry the trophy with you through the airports. Um, <laughs> where's it at now? We did an angle with that thing where um this I was feuding at the time with Rod and Rod Price? Yeah. And he and I were feuding over it. And um they they got a belt at one point and at the end of he won the match and I was like through this fit, like, cause it was BS and I was, you know, being a heel. And um we had him destroy it like in front of me and I threw this fucking hissy fit, acted like a fucking baby and fucking people were going, ha laughing at me because I was acting like such a prick and yeah. But it's destroyed. It got fucking devoured. He he just he basically so the trophy from that famous picture has been destroyed. What yeah. the fuck? It was Damn. destroyed. <laughs> it was destroyed. It sure was. Has, uh, Sasha, Harper, has Sasha ever sat down and watched one of your matches with you? She's watched a few. The kids have, have you kids? Yeah. 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 I mean, this just was like 
I don't know what the hell they think. Kind of like, what the fuck? I mean, but shit, I don't know what the, all those people think anyway, man. Fuck them. But yeah, that's so. nice. Hey, that's man, nice. you try having you try having wife and kids, Harper. You never know what they're thinking, man. You got to be talk about going to North Korea with your head on a swivel. Try having a fucking family. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of that's a that's a big. They're thing. always coming at you with. I I had an idea. Oh shit, bro, man. That's the worst thing you can hear, bro. When they, t- t- Doc, w- and we have not discussed this ahead of time. When your wife comes to you and says, I got an idea, the first thing that comes to your mind is probably the same thing that comes I to mind. A calculator, a mental calculator. Like, let me, let me start adding this shit up. Is it time? Well, is it money? Is it time plus money? Because that's your variables. But the first response when they do that is to oh. you, you, you're like, Oh fuck! Here Oof. it comes. Here it comes, man. It, you know what you are at that point. You're whatever enhancement talent standing in the ring waiting for the Road Warriors to come in. Beat your ass, <laughs> um, Harper. While and, we're sitting here, well, and Mike, I'm thinking we should save the uh, the extra content for uh, a, a patron show. We can, we can. Basically, uh, what he's talking about is. Super Brawl 1991, Shivani and Conrad covered it recently, and I pulled a couple of things from it that Harper's got to see because I don't think he's yeah. We well, need to wait till Harper gets his tablet in. Yeah, yes, his new computer. Fucking shit. Yeah, and then, and then remember when I told you they even had fucking RCA uh, laptops? Yes, they were tablets. Uh, Harper's fighting through a lot tonight to do this episode, Fuck. everybody, just so you know. Uh, Harper, before we uh, get out of here, I do need to mention a couple of things. One, check out the wrestling podcast about nothing every single Monday with Mike Crockett and ROH's Brian Malonis as they talk classic and current wrestling. And then two, check out our Vantage Point, the retro wrestling podcast with Joe Marotta and Michael Quinn, the northern version of BTT, slightly classier and a little bit more professional. Uh, but check them out. Good guys. Do some good stuff. So check out both those shows every single Monday. And while I'm thinking about it, Hopper, I got it pulled up on, on Facebook because I know you can never remember the date. We got Wildcat Sports, May the 18th. So about a week from the time this will air. The Landmark Arena. It's an iPay-per-view. That's so right. It's going to be on Fight TV, Wildcat Sports. Go to Wildcat Sports and Entertainment on Facebook. You can find information there. But again, it's on iPay-per-view on Fight TV, 7 p.m. bell time, uh, May the 18th. So May the 18th at 7 p.m. on iPay-per-view. If you want to go to the building, it is the Landmark Arena in Cornelius. Y'all can hear Georgia. me do live commentary. Oh, shit. Are you? <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. I got it. Can you imagine the depravity and filth that'll come out of his <laughs> mouth? Who gave him a live mic? <laughs> wow, he's getting a live mic. Holy crap. That's nice, man. Um, I know, huh? That's great. Well, that should be good. Um, Who, who's which, in the booth? Well, who's in the booth with you? Uh, I think it's going to be David Powers. I don't know who that is. Yeah. Eat, eat, swallow him up in there. Eat him up. All right. As soon as he gets in there, just... We need a... do do to, do to him what you did to Jay Spade on live TV in New Orleans. <laughs> yeah, y'all do me a favor. Um, I am lobbying to do commentary on Wildcat TV with Hopper. Um, I just want to aggravate Luke though as a rib. So please tweet Luke Hawks five hundred four and tell him 
and uh, that you want Hopper and I doing commentary for a while. Hell, bring me along. The BTT boys can do the three man booth better than anybody. It's an invasion. It's an invasion right. angle. <laughs> can you imagine that? Oh, do you want to come with me, Doc, to the uh, to the X rated show? That that uh, that's when I'm lobbying to do it. Do I have to interact with people? Yeah, you would. Oh well. No. Y'all have fun. That's nice. <laughs> that's classy. It's not the trip. It's not the hanging out. It's the social interaction that just doesn't do it for me. Yeah. Well. It's nice. It's okay. You, that's you nice. Suck. Yeah, that you suck. Skype me yeah. in. Skype um, me in. Skype you in. No, thank you. Um, hey, don't forget to use our Amazon referral link. It's tinyurl.com slash Amazon. Give that link to the wives, girlfriends, hoes, and side pieces in your life and tell them to use it every time they shop on Amazon. Again, it's tinyurl.com slash Amazon. You can buy anything and everything off of Amazon. And the show gets a little bit kicked back in return. Hopper, we got to plug your shirts because they're on our Pro Wrestling Tee store. So, That's right. Um, Go get a House of Hopper t-shirt on the BTT Pro Wrestling T-Store. You can get there by going to Facebook.com slash Booking the Territory and then clicking Shop Now. Also, just look at the show description of this episode, and it is there. And you can uh, buy one of Hopper shirts or one of the BTT shirts. So there you go. Uh, Hopper, did I forget anything? No. All right. Download the Patreon app, all you patrons out there, because every time a show pops up that is unscheduled or something that we didn't plan on in advance... It shows up, and it'll notify you on the Patreon app, and then you can download it on a device of your choice. So, again, if you're not a patron, become one. Tinyurl.com slash PatreonBTT. 160-plus patron-only episodes are there for your enjoyment. For example, Doc and I, like we said earlier, did the Crockett Cup 2019. Not the whole show, but we covered a couple of the promos that were there. talked about the rock and roll and a few other things. It was a fun little... 20 30 minute episode that we put together so i don't have anything else hopper doesn't have anything doc do you have anything Mm-mm. hopper hit that tagline and get us out of here book it bitch
before we get out of here, I want to say thank you to all of our patrons out there. We appreciate your patronage, and hopefully you enjoy all of our patron shows, whether it's pre-shows, whether it's world-class shows, whether it's the extra bonus shows as far as Patreon shows go, like the ECW one we did and the AWA one we did. Uh, we got a couple of more that we're going to be getting recorded. It's just a matter of getting them scheduled. But thank you if you're a patron. We really appreciate it. And don't forget... When you jump up to the $5 tier, you're going to be in that tier where you'll get those AWA and ECW extra shows we did, along with the Jim Crocker Promotions pay-per-views with the Bunkhouse Stampede coming up in the next couple weeks. Maybe by the time you're hearing this, we've already had the first one, but that's neither here nor there. I want to also give a special shout-out to all the Hall of Fame patrons out there. Uh, we had a couple of new ones recently, but to name all of them, we got Coach Joey Case. I'm sorry, Coach Joey Chase, a.k.a. Willie Chase, Steve Mall, Ron Brown, Kenny Byersdorf, Glenn Abbott, at G.A. Russell Nutt on Twitter, Bobby Murray, Marlon Mueller, who is at Half Pints Point on Twitter, Josh Warren, Everett Starr, Mike Childry, Kyle Riley, and disrespectfully classy Marky Blassie, Craig Norman, Johnny on Patreon, the great John Dean, Josh Dunn, Ryan and Auburn, good old Justin, Robert Smith, Joseph Ice, Tim Moretti, Adam Price, Brian Evans, Mark Wilson, Armando Martinez, David Jordan, Jesse Jacob, Josh Fields, Chris Myers, Gerald Green, Mitchell Johnson, Mike Prue, Will Parker, Jeremy Bryant, Classy, Alex, Slider91 US, excuse me, David DeVries, Frog Zeppelin, SV Pageant, Bill Salsa, Big Rich, that's Spy Boy Sports Cap, R.E. Miller, 39, Dustin Roberts, Jay Shiny, Ruben Espinoza, Merciless Jones, Jesse Lucas, Chris Browning, Justin underscore Andretti, Coleman 22 Marty Howell, and T-Hog94. Thanks for being Hall of Fame patrons. Uh, did I get God bold? Unreal. I don't want no heat, brother. So anyway, thank you uh, for being Hall of Fame patrons. We appreciate it. Your patronage, again, means a lot. And then check out the Bottom Line Wrestling cast with Mike Pru and his buddy JV as they break down the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin month by month on a weekly basis. They are, I believe, in 1998. But if you want to go back, check out some of their episodes from 1996 and 97 on Austin. Or, again, just dive in where they are currently at. New episodes come out every Wednesday morning. They're available on most platforms, including iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean, and Google Play. You can find them on Twitter, also at Bottom Line Cast. Thank you, everyone, for being patrons. Thank you to all the Hall of Fame patrons out there. We appreciate it. Thank you for... I don't know, man. I'm just being honest here. Thank you for supporting this show because it really does mean a lot each and every, uh, you know, we put out two shows a week consistently for the free shows. And I'm just grateful that you all out there appreciate that and that our two shows come out every single week on time, no delays. And I'm thankful to all of you who support this show and um, our patrons on Patreon. Again, it's tinyurl.com slash BTT if you're not a patron. So please sign up. Consider it. For two bucks a month, you get a lot. Um, for five bucks a month, you even get more. And, you know, there are other tiers, but that's your two basic tiers. So thank you very much. And um, that's all I got, as Hopper always says when we get out of here. Book it, bitch. <laughs>